Welcome back to Radio Row, the Behind the Mask podcast. Spice, we got some talent in the building, bro. And you damn Listen, skipping, man. we got some talent. And, and I'll tell you building. why I can appreciate these two gentlemen, because they kept the nation, they kept the community going during the pandemic, bro. When everybody stopped. Everybody stopped moving. They didn't know what was happening. People couldn't work. They didn't know what to do with their investments, their finances. But these two gentlemen kept us going. And I'm happy that they're here going behind the mask today. <laughs> The homies, Rashad Bilal, Troy Millens, from the successful podcast and show, Earn Your Leisure. Earn it. Gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Behind the Mask. Right on, Thank you for having appreciate us. Y'all. Appreciate it, brother. No doubt, no Thank doubt, you. man. We appreciate y'all coming. Obviously, like I said, there's some tremendous things for the community. And I can remember when the pandemic was going on, we couldn't be face-to-face. There was nothing that you can do in person. But then your show popped up. And it was showing every week on how to strategize, how to invest, how to have some sort, some sort of sanity financially when cats can even go to work, bro. So, so what made y'all come up with the concept and um, really helping the world out moving forward as they're doing today? Yeah, you know, so crazy. It's like we had the show for a while before the right. pandemic, but the pandemic accelerated it. And a lot of people saw the pandemic as like something that was going to be a tremendous and challenging time. And it was. But we saw it as an opportunity because we knew that people was going to be home. Mm. We knew that people needed education more than ever. Like, you couldn't even try to get a job. You couldn't get a job interview, right? So it's like, and then there were stimulus checks. So people actually had money, right? Some some people got money (laughs) other ways, too. We don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know me? (laughs) So so it was a unique time in history. So I'm like, yo, we got to double down on content. And that's what we did. We started another show called Market Mondays. Monday, that went yeah. crazy. Earn your leisure. We started uh, putting more content on social media, and people were home. Yeah. So you know they they just started consuming our content at an all time high. And then what happened is you know we had some luck because then the stock market started to take off. Mm-hmm. So as we was giving information, then people was making money in real time, and it's like oh shit, this really works. <laughs> that, that, that's the key. Like once you give somebody information and they make money, now they're forever indebted to you. Right. That's one of those things. Like, we always talk about, you know, one income is too close to none. And so people start seeing investing as another way to make money. And so once they did that, it was like, all right, I'm locked in with these guys. But then they started making more, and it was like, all right, now let me tell a friend. Mm-hmm. And so once everybody told a friend to tell a friend, now it's like we have an audience. And we just kept giving out information, education. They kept applying it, kept making money. And it was like, oh, nah, these are my guys forever. Because once you once you give somebody information, they make money from it. They, you know, they, they indebted, man. They it's feel like, like, yo, I owe it to y'all to just support. It's like the game, yo. You yeah. don't have to want You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after all of the success that you guys had, even going back through the pandemic, you've been introduced to a lot of different people that do different things. I noticed the PA, you guys doing stuff with the Players Association, NFL. Uh, NBA. Other, yeah, NBA. So you've come across so many people, but now – what is the main lesson that you've learned just from dealing with from the athlete's perspective? Like the one main problem or the nugget that you can share with us that you see as a consistent problem what athletes go through that you probably can shed some light on. I think, you know, I used to be an athlete myself. Mm. So um, one of the athletes, always. <laughs> language, language. We're going to drop you off at the waste management to us. That's where all the trash goes. <laughs> 
That's a fact. But, you know, when you're an athlete, most of the time you do the same thing every single day for your whole entire life. Like from your 10 to 25 or 30 or whatever. So it's difficult to switch that off and figure something else out, right? So I encourage people, nowadays you can do things while you're playing. Like you don't necessarily have to wait. So guys are starting podcasts while they're still playing. You see Draymond Green. Or guys are starting media companies while they're still playing. LeBron James. That's on the highest level, but you can do it on a, on a lower level as well, right? So I think for all athletes, you have to start planning your second life while you're still in your first one. Because that's what a lot of people don't they, like. They'll go overseas. And, then, you know, and it's like a lot of times when they're done playing, financially, they're not making any money at, at all. So mm-hmm. that's crazy because now you, you got to kind of figure that play out because you still got all the other expenses that's coming in, but you don't have any. But then from a psychological standpoint, it's tough, too, because it's like you've been used to doing the same thing every single day, every single day, every single day, and then it just stops. Yeah. So if you don't have anything else that you've already planted seeds in, you can kind of go through a rough period of trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, what your passion is, right? And now if you're 30 years old, you got a wife, you got kids, it's it's a lot more harder to just try to figure that out. Like, you got to kind of know what you got going on. So that's a problem that we, we see with athletes. It is starting to change, but I definitely encourage all athletes to find a passion, find a skill set, learn about investing, learn about business while you're still at your prime. Don't wait till it's over to try to start at the beginning and try to figure it out. Yeah, I think that is the biggest thing, right? More athletes today are looking at themselves as a brand, mm. whereas prior it was like, all right, we'll figure out the business deal. Somebody will do that for me. And people are really taking account for their career. So they're educating themselves, which only helps their career in a longevity standpoint, right? Because now you have things that are put in position that, you know, a freak injury can happen, and now it's like, what do I do? Mm. You know what I mean? And so we've seen that a lot. Um, like you said, when, when, we're t- when we talk about, the, the the athlete overall when you have to rely on somebody else for the long-term benefits of what you're trying to do we, we've seen we've seen people being taken advantage of so mm-hmm. not you, only just getting the information but actually sharing the information because that's something that you know in the locker rooms what are we talking about really mm-hmm. right and the, when we get into these boardrooms what are we talking about so it's like all right get the information share it now let's see what we can do as a community as a as a not only just a community, but inside the locker room and outside the locker room as well. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite soup dumpling restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Nope. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. You guys are tremendously successful. And I say that in the, the context that when this thing started for you, I know there had to be naysayers, people that uh, met your mission with resistance, trying to hold you back. Oh, you can't do that. Like even with us in a media game and coaching, they're like, nah, you don't want to do that. I'm like, why, why don't we want to do it when you're doing it? You you eat and you making money. Why we can't do it? You know, so they, they try to put that cap or their vision only goes so far as they can see, yeah. not as far as you can see. So what are some of the things that the goals or the obstacles, I should say, that you guys met and talk about how you overcame them? Yeah. I, I'll start really quickly, man. Like I was a phys ed teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. So most people think like, yo, you're the gym teacher. What do you know? Right. And so, like, even now when I go back to, to the school to give back, they're like, oh, are you coming back to work? And tells me right away, like, yo, they got no idea what we're doing. Right. But it's fine. You know what? Because it's like what you said, their vision for me was 
here. Mm. They could have never seen me excel to this point. And so I think it's dope when you start seeing it and you pull back the layers of the person because outside of being an athlete, you're a person too. You're a man too. You're, right. you know, you're a father too. And so where do you go to share that? Mm. Right. And so the fact that you guys are doing that is great. But the fact that, you know, when people look at it, it's like, all right, they're going to label you. They're going to put you in a box. Mm. So that's why you see us show up with the NFL. That's why you see us show up at the Grammys. That's why you see us show up at the, at the All-Star Game. Because we want to show you that we're at all these things. Mm. You see us show up with it and anything in music because that's part of who we are. That's part of our DNA. And so mm. we want to make sure that we represent all of that because all of it is us. Right. There is no limitation. There is no boundary. And there is no fearlessness. Right. We never yeah. came into the set that, yo, what if we fail? It was never an option, mm. right? The only option was like, we're going to do this because we're going to add value and we know we can do it because we have the information. Let's see how many people we can impact. Everything else has be, just become a byproduct. So mm. just that level of fearlessness, man, was, was like, all right, I know I got his back. He got mine. Let's just right. go see what we can do. Right. Right. I think for me, um, you know, you're always going to have naysayers, but I think it was more so of people not fully sure if, the way that we deliver the information would be respected on a higher level, mm. right? So it's like, all right, that's cool for barbershop conversation, something like that. But then when they see us in Davos and different things of that nature now, it's like, oh, this is something that is respected across the board, right? Yeah. So, but my biggest thing is like Kanye West got a great line where he said, any pessimists, I ain't talk to them. Mm. Like, I, I never really entertain too much negative energy because I feel like those people aren't for you anyway. Yeah. So just by entertaining that, it's only going to bring down your vibration. Mm. So anybody that has negative comments or anybody that, you know, ever thought that we weren't going to be able to make it, I never really paid too much attention to it because we knew a vision. We were like tunnel. Yeah. We knew what we were capable of. And even now to this day, we know that we still have a lot more to accomplish. So for people that don't believe in what we have, that's for them. But we don't really try to pay that too much attention. Yeah. Right. It's positivity or nothing. You know what I mean? You say it all the time, too. You talk about the vision, pushing it forward. And for me, when I look at you guys and Two-Tone first introduced me to you guys or you guys to me, and I was like, wow, dog. Like, this shit is really dope, yeah, bro. It's amazing, bro. <laughs> but the thing that I appreciate, I'm always careful when I go around kids or just anybody, how I conduct myself in public just because I know I'm in the business of giving hope. And you can destroy people, too, as well. You guys are in the business of giving hope, pushing the culture forward. Tell them about that song you were singing when we were in business school down in Miami. Is, is All right. Nah, tell it. No so lies we, in the lounge. We, 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 we got it's our, right now. <laughs> no lies in the lounge. We got our MBA down in Miami. And um, we were on the beach. They had some, some concert or something on the beach going on, right? So we had a day off where we was all kicking it on the beach. And speakers blasting. We happen to have these... Uh, Jamaican and Caribbean models around us, right? And one actually had this this flower hat on, you know, this big big ass sun hat, like a must church hat. So it was hot, you know what I mean? But then I was had a few drinks. I'm like, yo, I say, yo, let me see the hat, real quick. Let me see the hat. But then Rihanna came on, and I happened to be you put singing on, you, with the hat on. Like, what, what yo, song? What song was what you saying? Bitch, put a hat, mama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but that's not the funny part. That's not even the funny part. The funny part. Is TMZ came by they at the you? very time they you? that I was doing it. Wow. They started taking pictures and I stopped. 
Luckily, they didn't know who I was, so I wasn't the actual, you know, I wasn't on the front lines, you know what I'm saying? But who has this footage? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't exist. We need to this see the first it. time I'm saying the you know what I'm saying? Reach out to us. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I respect, I respect the game, I respect greatness. That's what I say, and I think she's a great talent. But, um, talking about greatness, bro, I had the, the privilege of meeting, I think, one billionaire in my life, Mark Cuban. And the, the thing that I did that was messed up is I took a picture and I'm like, when I was done, I looked at the picture, I said, I took a picture as opposed to taking a phone number, as opposed to continuing a conversation in passing. But you guys, and I, in my opinion, were blessed to have Robert Smith on, on your show. Sure, sure. What was that like? What tools did you gain? I, I know it was a tremendous amount that you got from Robert Smith. Man. We got, so, so the first thing is this, so, Usually, I mean, you guys record content. So most people, you record content middle of the day, afternoon, sometimes at night. He's the first person ever that we recorded at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. On Friday. He was there at 6.45 in a three-piece suit. Ready to go. So that just lets you know the mindset right there, right? Like, just completely different mindset of somebody that's worth... $7 $7 billion, you would think, like, you might be sleeping in. Like, right. you know, it's, Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then we he, we spoke to him. He was like, yo, I got to go fly here today. I got to do this. I got to do this by 12 o'clock. Like, he had his whole schedule laid out. So the attention to detail, extremely important. Being on time. My coach used to tell me this all the time. If you're on time, you're late. That's what I learned from sports. And he personified that because it was at 7 a.m. He was there at 645. Like, you know what I mean? So little things like that, you start to realize, okay, this is why he's different. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? He's different. But for him, it was um, being around him, the way that he's able to articulate things is crazy. Like, he's like a real genius because he's actually an engineer. He's an engineer background before he got into finance. Mm. So he still looks at business from an engineering perspective. Like, he, it's like he's putting pieces of puzzle together. So... You know, being around him, we we learned a lot. And um, being around a lot of those guys, one thing that's extremely important is just adding value. Because mm. once we was able to add value to him, now the conversation doesn't become like a charity case or like mentorship. Because they get approached with that all the time. Right? Like, can you help me out? Can you mentor me? And it's like, I really don't have time to do that. But now he sees that we have a platform and we can amplify his voice, right? Mm. So that's valuable to him. So now it's, he's asking us, like, well, how can I help you? Mm. So that's why I always tell people, like, work as hard as you can to be in a position to add value. Because once you're in a position to add value, now the conversation is completely different. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not just a one-sided relationship. Now it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Once it's mutually beneficial, then everything changes. I mean, what he said, it was like being part of that interview, and we've met him a few times after, it was like, watching a computer, (laughs) right? The way he's, like you said, is able to articulate, the way he's able to really explain things in detail. I mean, I had never seen anything like it. Even when we finished, I was just like, yo, what just happened? Like, we asked one question and he'd go on like a 15-minute answer, but it was like, you can see how his brain was computing that and processing it. It was like, I guess it's like chat GBT, like the the human form of it. But it, it, it all makes sense. And what, you know, what he's been able to do in business is incredible, but his philanthropic Endeavors are incredible as well. Like we all, we, we heard what he what he's done to you know HBCU Morehouse, students yeah. and yeah. the vision that he has looking forward to 
making sure that you know broadband we have access to it so we can have access to technology so it's, it's an incredible thing man and we've been very fortunate to not only meet him but a few other billionaires and so yeah. it's the same they, they all have similar characteristics man they have a level of dedication and sacrifice that nobody can really understand um, but they can because they're at that level um but it, ta- it, it takes a lot of work man he didn't get there overnight comes from humble beginnings and so there's similar characteristics that we all have right we all come from humble beginnings but what's going to separate us and, and a lot of times it's that that dedication and attention to detail and sacrifice yo if you thought the mccrispy was busting hold up bacon and ranch have entered the chat say hello to the bacon ranch mccrispy ba-da-ba-ba-ba i participate in mcdonald's limited time only one thing that i've learned is from all successful people who i've spoken to i talk about the end goal or they preach the end goal in the beginning and they always say start with the end in mind and then work your way through it backwards that way you'll cover every step attention to detail um, i'm not asking you guys how you see the process as far as working but i am asking you what's the end goal for earn your leisure well we would love to take the company public that's something that's on the vision board right i think that'd be a dope story for us to they saw us start you know, humble beginnings with iPhones at the dining room table and then ring the bell to the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ. Like, that would be something that's extremely important for the culture and just really big. Um, but outside of that, a global vision of really, be, be, you know, becoming a, a real media empire and where we, we're, we're producing content. We already do that now, but we're producing content for other people, studios, um, affiliate satellites and in the UK and in Nigeria and different parts of the, the world where it's like earn your leisure and what we're talking about that's relevant here in America, they still have those same issues in different parts of the world. So it's like it's, it gives us an opportunity to kind of curate that experience over there as well in a, in a live event space as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing the brand to be a, a, a global media company and um, definitely looking to, to take the company public at some point. I think that's it. And to use a sports analogy, when we talk about global expansion, it was kind of like we saw what Muhammad Ali did, right? When he fought in Manila. Yeah. It, it was bigger than just being the, the United States champion. It was about being the world champion. And so we kind of envision ourselves as that for financial education, right? Like, why can't we be the, the champions of that and go to places where they don't have the resources and the education is limited, right? And so that's why we're big on that. Like, it's the reason why you're going to see us in Africa and you have seen us in Africa in the past, we're gonna to continue to do that. It's the reason why you're gonna see us in Europe, right? Because there's people that look like us that no one's talking to. And the same way people gravitated toward it here, it's gonna be the same type of reception, I'm sure, once they understand what's happening, um, that's gonna be there. So it, it, it's, it's a global play. Wow. So you guys preach asset over liabilities. And we, we learned that in the NBA class, you know what I mean? And um, I learned more about it. Tell our audience, what does that mean? And why is that part of you guys' model? So, you know, our culture for a long time, especially in the music, we've always glamorized liabilities, right? Mm-hmm. It's like um, the $200,000 car, chains, the... All else fails at the sailor. All of I got this years ago, years ago. <laughs> the diamond necklace and the diamond bracelet. <laughs> minus two degrees. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but my next is on froze. So... <laughs> So, you know, that, that's part of our culture, but not to say that you got to have fun, right? So our whole thing is like, we're not going to run away for who we are. We like nice things, right? 
but it has to be done intelligently. Right. So it's like that's why it's like assets over liabilities. It's not completely crossing liabilities out, right? But it's like okay, well, DJ Envy had said something to us before. He was like, you know, I, I love cars. I got mm. the fan. I got all that, but I'm not. My real estate's paying for this. Like mm. I can't buy a home. I can't buy a car until I have a home that'll pay for it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if I want a car and it's going to be three thousand dollars a month, I got to have two properties where I'm, I'm generating that much cash flow that's going to pay for it. Like, mm-hmm. so it's assets over liabilities. Before you before you buy a liability, have an asset that could pay for it, and make sure you have a lot more assets than you have liabilities. So that's something that you know really just try. And it's a it's a more than just finance as well, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at in your life, right? People, a person is either an asset or a liability. Mm. Right, like so, it's like you got too, facts. Yeah, facts, you got facts. too many liabilities, and it's like you're gonna be in trouble, yeah. right? Relationship wise, with your family, with your crew, whatever, mm. you can't be a liability. You gotta be an asset. You gotta bring facts. something to the table. So you know, when you think of assets over liabilities, it's a whole mindset that goes into play where the value has to be first. You gotta lead with value in everything that you do, bro. Reach. I appreciate the gems y'all dropping, dog, because so many times we get with each other. And the reason why I think it's so important, you you alluded to it earlier. Depending on where your environment is at, you will get in that environment, maybe the locker room for a cakes example. And that's a prime opportunity to really share information that really can help you, propel you to the next step. And, you know, we choose to indulge in other things that only glorify you for the moment. Depending on how long your stamina is. <laughs> and the talent level. Yeah, and the talent level. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What you working with? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, so, hey, no lies in the lounge. No lies in the lounge, man. But, nah, man, it, it's just, I appreciate what you guys bring to the table, man. The insight, uh, the leadership. And uh, yeah. I just want to continue to urge you guys to continue to do it, man. And, and uh, we, if we ever can assist any type of way, man, let us know. Oh, we appreciate sure, it. Thank appreciate y'all, having y'all us, man. guys, man. We got to tap into. We in Atlanta all the time, so yeah, we got to make sure we tap in, in next time for sure. And also, I mean, for whoever has been under a rock the last couple of years and everything, man, where can our BTM audience, everybody out there, find Earn Your Leisure? Um, Earn Your Leisure across all social media platforms, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, um, and EarnYourLeisure.com. So once again, thank you guys for having us. We appreciate it for sure. For sure, for sure. Behind the mask.